What's up, traders? Anthony Crudelli here, and thank you for tuning in to the Futures Radio Show podcast. Welcome to today's panel on what contributes to being a consistent trader. That's what we all want, right, traders? We want to be consistent. And on today's panel, we have X Trillium, top PL trader, advisor at SMB Capital, and founder of Impact Competition Foundation, Lance Bryanstein. And of course, Morad Askar, the founder of EdgeClear and otherwise known as Futures Trader 71. Today's podcast is sponsored by EdgeClear. Futures Radio Show listeners can now trade at EdgeClear for a low introductory rate of 59 cents for most futures products and 20 cents for micro products and event contracts. Fun with as little as $100 and pair this with Sierra Charts Teton order routing to receive one of the lowest all-in fees in the industry. For new EdgeClear members only, check it out at myed.ge slash deli59. I'll put that link in the chat, everybody. Now, before I get Lance and Morit in here, I want to remind all of you the Futures Radio Show podcasts are recorded and posted on iTunes, Spotify, and pretty much everywhere where you listen to your podcast. Throughout today's live discussion, subscribers to the channel can ask us questions in the chat, so please take a quick second and subscribe to the channel and hit that like button, and I look forward to chatting with you throughout today's show. Now, let me bring in Lance and my brother, FT71, baby. How's it going? Thanks for having me. It's great to have you here, Lance. You know, Morad and I talk every month on the podcast. And, you know, this one I have been looking forward to for some time. Morad and I have both spoke with Mike Bellafiore before. I know most of the uh, listeners out here have probably heard of SMB Capital and know who Mike Bellafiore is. He's got probably one of the most popular books out there when it comes to trading. And he talked so highly of you, right? I'm <laughs> pumping you up. I talked to Bella and he was like, listen, man, he goes, you got to have Lance on. He goes, he's one of the best we ever had. What's so funny too, is I've actually known Bella for over a decade. And if you really search the, uh, the, the dark uh, corners of the internet, you'll find a YouTube video from maybe 2010 of Bella in a suit and me in a suit. And I'm introducing him for a college talk at Indiana University. And you'll never see the two of us in a suit in the same place or anywhere ever again. That's great. That is crazy. So that's, I was going to ask you that. How did you get hooked up with SMB? Yep. So, so really I found out about Mike in college because I, I read one good trade and I loved it. It was a huge uh, inspiration to me and it, it really confirmed to me that I wanted to get into day trading and, and that prop trading was the industry for me. And so I did my career at, at Trillium then once uh, I kind of wanted to, to leave all on top and, and, and move on towards some of my nonprofit work. And uh, I got the opportunity to work with Mike and some of his guys at SMB, and it's been really great to mentor and educate them. It's, it's been wonderful. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, one quick thing before I go forward. I know last week I had a little bit of a mic issue. I was coming in too low. I see somebody said my mic's coming in a little bit hot. I just want to double check with you guys in chat. If you're out there, let me know. How's the mic sound for all of us? We always want to make sure we have good sound throughout the discussion. And like I said, we are watching that chat. So please put your questions uh, in there. Uh, you can comment on on my hair as well. I'm having actually a pretty good hair day, Morad. It's, I, always, I always have really extra special hair days when, when I come out with you. I want to make sure. You're just rubbing it, you're rubbing it in. That's what you do. You come in here with your fancy shirts and hair. And tan. you get the hair and makeup team, and you left us with nothing. I didn't get a team well, listen, doing my hair. That's all I've got, man. I've got to lean on it, right? You know, you know where you, you always got to know where you stand in the conversation. So, you know, uh, it's so today's discussion is about consistency. You know, and you know, Morad, you you've backed traders. Um, you obviously traded. Uh, for many, many years. It's funny, when we all start to trade, the first thing we think about is how much money can we make, right? And then when we lose money, we're just going, man, all I want to do is be consistent. I can't take it anymore, right? And it's so difficult because your your mindset has to actually shift and you have to really slow things down and you have to learn how to start becoming consistent. Uh, I think we start off with you today with what some of the the things that you have learned throughout the, your career maybe we start with one topic that we could all kind of discuss about what it takes to start to becoming a consistent trader so 
for me, it all boils down to process, right? What I see happen is uh, traders striving, and I'm sure Lance has seen this at SMB and other outfits, I've seen us in prop all the time. You kind of strive for your best day, whatever that is, you know, say $500, I cleared $500 today. And what you do is you take the $500, multiply it by 365 and project <laughs> your earnings. <Yeah. laughs> yep. Not realizing that you may not see that $500 day. If it's the first time you ever hit it. You may not see that $500 day for like two months. <laughs> you know? uh, the, the key element, the key thing I really want to drive during this, uh, this, this uh, broadcast today, and it's unsexy but it's process it really the results come from process you got to water the seed you got to water the seed for, to later get the bloom get the plant and uh unless you do that if your focus is on you know come on plant get out of the ground i want to see you and you're just overwatering it it's gonna die you're gonna you're gonna blow up your account and you're gonna go away you have to kind of nurture it you have to and and for us traders it's about the process. What is your process? If your process is solid, then the results will, will flow. They almost, like, no, nothing's guaranteed, but they inevitably flow in some way. Uh, so it's all, it all goes back to process. Most folks that focus on their costs and their charts and their trading platform and the latest and greatest tool. I don't care what combination you, you, you use. I, like if I was to meet Lance for a drink here in Chicago and we were talking, the last thing I'm going to ask him is, hey, can you give me your setups? It's not going to be the conversation is not going to be about setups. The conversation is going to be how do you how do you come up with your lists? Uh, what what do you find most consistent in the products you trade? How do you approach things? It's all about approach and process rather than, hey, how much did you make last month? and then validate him and then come work backwards towards what his setups are and so on. The conversation is gonna be, what's your routine? What do you do for working out? How do you get your mind in the game? What's your process? And then everything else flows from there. All right, Lance, I wanna bring you into this. Uh, you know, I'm curious, cause I don't know much about your background. Obviously, you know, I know we talked about a, a little bit, you know, st at SMB and stuff like that, but when you first got into trading, did you come through the prop system or did you come through as an independent? Yep. So I went to Indiana University and right out of school, I went to the prop side and, and started at Trillium. And it's funny thinking back to those, those $500 days because it never feels like it when you're in the moment. But those were some of the most exciting driven days of my life because at that level of trading, every step of progress is so tangible and you're so hungry and you can see day by day yourself getting better and very early on one one documentary that resonated with me was this documentary called jiro dreams of sushi and it's about one of the best sushi chefs in the world and how for the last 50 60 70 years he's been doing the same exact process every single day and if you were to bake like a cake or something if you wanted the same outcome, you would do the same temperature, the same ingredients, the same environment. And so when you're a new trader or someone trying to get consistency, if you're waking up at different times, if you're starting your morning prep at different times, if you're um, not consistent with your sleep, your, your workouts, all those things, how can you expect a similar level of performance each day? And so I kind of agree more that you need to have a very systemized routine as far as how you approach these things. Yeah. And, you know, when you come into the prop side, I'm curious, how do they slow things down for you? Because I didn't come through the prop side. I came through as an independent and my original ideas were just come in and just, you know, try to try to make money, right? Do whatever, do whatever you can at all costs, right? You got to start making a living almost immediately, right? When you come into the prop side, you, you come, you come in and you have structure. Yep. Right. And so process to you guys is different, I think, than a lot of the independents out there because you guys are being instilled a process, right? A proprietary process of some sort. Now, yep. whether that's exactly the same through all the traders, I don't know. We'll let you talk about that. But I guess to talk to, because we're going to have a majority of the audience that doesn't come through prop, right? They're going to come through an independent and maybe go through a prop at some point. Um, 
how what is that first step of understanding maybe we talk about process first of, of getting to that point where like you actually do are able to slow things down and adapt that philosophy that it is process that matters over outcome yep and i've i've done some videos on this about how important environment is because as i've done more on the fintwit side and have gained more exposure with independent traders i often get that that question that comes up why prop versus independent and i think it all comes down to environment the beauty of the prop side is you're placed into an office where you get exposure to profitable traders you get a routine you get a um, access to resources capital potentially even a salary that's going to allow you to focus on the long game and you're not thinking to yourself man if, if i don't make a uh, thousand bucks this month i can't keep the lights on and so part of the beauty of that especially when you're starting out is it gives you the ability to have a process have exposure to people with edge and then just focus really on the long game and and whether it's smb trillium a lot of these top firms they they are very long-term focused they recognize that the learning curve for traders is is potentially uh 18 months 24 months and they're there it's their job and their duty to make sure that they push you through that learning curve and give you the full shot you know the worst thing that can ever happen from a firm's perspective is people not giving it the full two-year learning curve because otherwise you're, you're cutting your your trade premature, the trade being a bet placed on that trader. So it's so, so important um, if you're an independent to almost structure things in the same way, right? You need to give yourself enough of a runway. So when people that are trading part-time are asking me, Lance, like I want to make a make a run for this and, and go at it full time. I say, do you have two years of runway? If you're trying to do this on six months of runway, you might as well not even start in my opinion, because I think the learning curve uh, is is that big. It tells me that the first investment that you have to make is time, right? You know, and, and I'm sure more is going to say the same thing because, and I've said this every year for the past several Christmases on Twitter. I said, traders, give yourself the gift of time because look at, I'm 25 years almost into this. Now I look at it and go, man, I was in such a hurry and I still feel young now and I'm still doing it. It's like, it's unbelievable how much we want so quickly and no one really gives themselves the gift of time. And I think that is why with a prop shop um, or with a really good mentor or working while you're trading when you start, this is so important because you have income. You're not looking to, you know, go and pay the bills. It was a mistake I made initially. I just went right into trading and next thing you know, I, you know I'm borrowing money again, you know. And um, so it's investment in time, right? And, and let's go to you, Morad, a little bit about developing a process, you know, um, you know, I think we're going to get more into the details of what Lance's process is. I'm very curious. Um, but what are the steps that you take f as an independent trader that comes in and goes, okay, I want to be consistent. What are the, what are the steps that you, you, you take to start building a process that you actually can, because you ultimately have to believe in it and then be able to start following it and knowing that it is process over outcome. So there are a billion ways to trade the markets. It's it's infinite. There is no right way, honestly. There there's there's a wrong way, but there isn't a right way. The wrong way is to take ten times the risk for every unit of return. That would be the wrong way. But you know, using MACDs or using fibs or moon cycles it doesn't really matter as long as it's for you it has an edge so the the approach has to be and this is really lacking because i've been exposed to online traders for about 12 years now and um it there's a huge emphasis it's almost like everybody's just looking for that particular tool that would break through the whole process it would just kind of torpedo like everything out of the way into this mine of lots of money or something when actually it's the piece by piece it's like learning how to ride a bike you're gonna expect to fall expect to fall expect to get hurt a little bit because when you fall and get hurt there are some real lessons in there except unless you get up and just repeat the same thing over and over which many traders do but you're gonna fall and expect except uh, except that you, it'll take a lot of time like you just said but really it's about 
try it's about boxing in the market there are like i said a billion ways to do this it's the hardest part is carving out what you as an individual not what lance does not what anthony does not what i do or any any of the guests packs or whomever your way so you're going to listen to it the at the first stage you're going to listen to all these people you're going to consume a lot of information your job is going to be to figure out what rings true to you because at the end of the day when you click the button or put on the trade the moment of truth starts to show up and the weak spots always why did i put this on shouldn't i be going the opposite way you start to really doubt everything that you're doing so the first process the first part of consistency is really consuming a lot, you know, reading a lot of books and all this stuff. And then the next step is to cut all that stuff out as much as possible and narrow it down to maybe four or five things you need to see in order to act in the market. And that's really hard for traders. So a great big majority of the traders listening are likely likely don't have a plan. They don't know what they're actually looking for in the market in order to put on a trade. This is a, right there, it's like an original sin. It's a detriment from the very beginning. Because if you don't have a plan, then you can't define whether or not you're performing according to plan. And you also cannot define whether the plan even has an edge or works. And then you can't define how much risk you should take for that plan, which means now you don't know what you're looking for in the market. So everything looks like a trade. Every move looks like a trade. So how do you troubleshoot something that it's like giving you a big ball of yarn and saying, where's the start of it? And it's just it's so disorganized. There's no way to figure out what's the start and what to put what part of it to pull on. This is a really important piece. It's unsexy, but it really is the core of everybody that does this professionally, consistently, and profitably is you need a core approach, which becomes your process that then you can measure against. I, I would guess, I mean, Lance, what do you do? What do you do in a rough patch? You're doing your thing, but the results are not there. What's your process for managing that? Yeah, so I think even tying into this whole topic, all. I'll tell the story of how when I was when I was a year in, I was really, really, really struggling. Despite having probably one of the best day traders of all time teaching me, I was towards the back of my class. Um, pretty much, I remember the day uh, the head of HR had to come out to 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 and to speak with me, and we were sitting outside and and we were just discussing how my progress really wasn't where it should be, but the firm still has faith in me. But like, what what resources do I need to kind of just make things happen. How am I feeling? And it was it was a big wake up call because I had never failed at anything in my life, and here I was on on the wrong side of the curve for once. And I really took that moment to do a very big mental timeout, and and that's where I really got into meta learning essentially. And I thought to myself like, okay, Lance, like what I'm doing, my haphazard way of going about this just isn't just isn't working. And so I started to really, really figure out how do I need to go about getting better? How do I structure my time so that I'm approaching the most um, effective and practical methods? And so I really took the time to say and study, how do I get better? Not just trying to haphazardly get better. And this is something I now call trading with intention. Every single day, you need to have a battle plan for, for what you're trying to improve on, right? And so through any rough patch, it's so, so important to recognize like, what is the issue? What are the proposed ways I think I can fix this issue? And then how with intention each day, can I work on those solutions and implementing them? Because you'll find so many people where it's like, it's the equivalent of, of going to the golf course and just playing a haphazard 18 holes without taking a single second to think about what you need to work on your swing. And so what I say is, no, give yourself the mental timeout and don't even go up to that first hole if you don't know exactly what you need to be working on. And if, if, if you're not uh, aware, maybe we should just be on the driving range, right? And so that's kind of um, a whole subject that I can go deeper on, but it, I think it's just so integral. You've got to know what you're trying to accomplish each day and, and how you're going to really um, proactively kind of address it. I love the golf analogy, um, especially because someone like myself who plays a lot of golf, I play in a lot of tournaments, uh, a lot of competitive golf money games. Uh, and 
I always practice the, the, the first shot, the first hole in my head, because it's all about getting started for that day, right? Yep. If it's a shotgun or for wherever you're going. And I look at trading is I, I prepare really every day for like my first setup as well. I, I think in that same type of context, right? Where like I come in and I'm like, okay, if X happens, it comes here, I should look, wait, react, you know, things like that. And I love what you said about trading with, with intention. I actually do want to dig deeper on this because I think it's such, it's obviously so important when we talk about being consistent that you trade with intent, right? Because you're not, I, I'm somebody who is an over clicker, right? I click and I'm just, I do, I admit it, I, 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 it's just my weakness, right? My weakness without question is I'm an over clicker, right? I think I see more edges than there really are there, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so trading with intention is so important, but that comes back to, and maybe we talk a little bit about your process, it's believing so much in what you're doing in your preparation that when you get to the point of going to do it, you're actually now instinctively doing it, right? You're doing it with intent because you're, it becomes an instinct and that's something that takes time. Do you want to just talk maybe a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. And so I think as, as part of that, like one, one, one analogy that I've started to use for people to understand is like, Imagine it was your job to, there's a thousand um, nearly identical pieces of art and only five out of the thousand pieces of art actually are worth something and have positive expected value. The way to go about doing that is you wouldn't just like try to learn all the pieces of art, right? If they're all so similar it's going to take way too much time and way too and be way too hard. What you really want to do is figure out like what are the five actual best setups or the best pieces of art and forget all about the rest and just relentlessly study those five setups because it's going to be so much easier than than necessarily knowing what not to trade or what not what is no good. And so so much of what I did from there was figuring out like what what does an A+ plus look like? Where, where are the couple trades each week or each month that end up making like 90% of my trainer's profits or of the firm's profits? And then you would just in as high detail as possible, study those patterns. And so then when the market is, is open, it's there's so many tickers moving around, there's so many things that can be really overwhelming. And you might see a lot of things that look close or similar to this pattern, but you need to recognize like, no, like I, I'm here for those five setups. Anything else that looks even even just remotely a little bit different, I'm not going for it. And like the only way to be able to do that is like really, really, really intentional practice of like defining in the highest detail possible. This is, um, this is, this might be what the moving average looks like. This might be what the daily, daily chart looks like. This is what the intraday, uh, it might be only in setups with no news. It might work best in, 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 uh, low, market cap stocks. So really, really dig down into exactly what those setups look like. And then with intention, you know, can I recognize that stuff in real time and say no to the other 995 setups? Yeah, more. I don't want to bring you back into this. Uh, I love how Lance talked about that, about really digging deep. I mean, one of my buddies um, who was at a prop shop, he talked to me about this and just how much time they spent on these specific setups. And I think for the independent trader, because you don't really have that person talking next to you, or like, like Lance said, he was around, you know, one of the, the best prop trader at that time. Uh, and you and I have been around massively successful traders. We, you know, we're learned from them. Everybody's at home now. Right. And it's just so yep. much more difficult because you're kind of like, okay, how do I hone in? I, you're not getting really any feedback besides market feedback. So I think somebody actually put in there they're like oh two years in a prop well how much is that equal to as an independent and it's probably it's close to double i would say because you just don't have that supporting cast um that's what we try to do here at futures radio is help you guys with that stuff but getting back to what you said uh lance and, and i want to get more at feedback on this is and somebody put out there dave said deliberate practice that you talk about more and yeah. you talk about different setups we've gone over this i think that's such an important part of consistency is not just having one setup like i do have a b c d setups because i know big small or not at all i'm not in every every trade the exact same size because some setups just don't qualify for larger size or more risk and that to me is an important part so talk to everybody about deliberate practice and also about how 
you can cultivate uh, you know these setups to and kind of determine that A B C D type uh, setups. So I'm going to throw another one of my analogies at you. You're looking to be as fit as possible. You're practicing to be um, an Ironman or whatever, and you're in Vegas, your favorite place, uh, Anthony, <laughs> and you're approaching a buffet. But at the beginning of the buffet is the dessert table as opposed to the end. There's the desserts, there's the, the, the breads, the pastas, all this stuff, um, lots of processed foods. Most traders get distracted by that end as opposed to kind of knowing, okay, here, here are the things that I need to achieve my goal of running that big race or whatever it is. This is what I need. And therefore, you skip the Twinkies and the lollipops and stuff, and you, you dive right into the higher quality whole foods um, and so on. It's kind of like that. The, the industry is designed such that there's more money in the dessert table, and so we're, they're constantly throwing that stuff at us. And your job as a trader is to already know what you need to consume that with that day. And then your job is to just walk along the buffet until you see that specific thing. So that's kind of, I'm not as fancy as Lance in terms of uh, art. <laughs> I don't go and shop for art, but I do eat at the buffets a lot. So this is the kind of thing. And that's the deliberate part. So in order to, to have deliberate practice, you have to have good reporting, good journaling. You have to really know what you need to be working on. For example, I've classified trading errors into six categories. The category that might eat my lunch every day is FOMO trading, or I'm easily influenced. You know, I'm, I'm looking short today, but Anthony tweets, oh man, this is the long I've been waiting for all month. And then I'm like, now I'm, <laughs> yeah, now I'm doubting my short, but I'm not recognizing that Anthony may be trading for two days. I'm just looking for a scalp. And so I come in tomorrow and, and in my plan, because I, I, I missed a trade that I should have gotten into short when I saw that tweet, I've committed that error again. So I record that and then I come in tomorrow and I say, I've got two trades to take today. I've got to find two quality trades today and I'm going to sift through all the garbage, all the dessert, and I'm going to go and get the turkey leg or the beef or whatever you need. <laughs> I'm going to wait for those, and that's my job. My job is not to fall for the trap of seeing what everybody else is doing and having that interfere with my big trade of the day or my two big trades of the day. That's deliberate practice. And then as, once you get that done, you don't get to check it off just once. It has to now be incorporated into a habit, which takes a couple of weeks of just doing that, and then that problem is gone. So deliberate practice has a lot to do with an existing plan, like Lance talked about, you have to come in knowing what to look for. Then you do it. Then you critique what you did. Identify the weak spots, just like playing golf and you're, something's wrong with your swing. And then coming back and just hammering on that problem. You know, many, many times we've taken a performance of a trader who is inconsistent and filtered out the trades that fell outside of the plan. And all you have to do is remove their errors. And the results are incredible. The equity curve is incredible once you remove the errors. And that's what deliberate practice is about. Have a plan, execute, identify the problem, then come back and practice removing that problem until it goes away. Another problem will, will appear. And so on. And, and by the way, you get to do this for your entire career. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, and this was what makes being an independent trader so difficult is that commitment. We talked about it from the beginning. It's it, the first investment is time, right? And that commitment of time that, that goes into this, you know, people, if you want to be consistent, you have to think, about how much time you really have to put into this. It's not just about looking at the charts for a few minutes in the morning and hopping into it. You know, I've tried it, it doesn't work. And I kind of did that a little bit at the end of the fourth quarter last year. And even in all the years I've been doing this, it's amazing how chopped up I got. Cause I'm kind of like, you know, you find yourself all of a sudden, we used to call it in our own toilet bowl. 
And, you know, this year I came back in and I got more structured with everything that I do. You know, you get back focused, you're, you're ready, you know, you're not eating and drinking as much, you're doing everything right. And it's amazing how much of a better rhythm you can get in. So it's just about that time commitment of putting yourself in a position to win. It's so important. That's where consistency comes from, putting yourself in a position to win. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here just for 15 seconds because what we're going to do is we're going to spin the wheel. Every month, Morton and I are giving away uh, some some prizes because we appreciate you guys uh, tuning in every month. Morad, uh, what are we going to be giving away this month? So this month we're giving away three Kindle paper whites, uh, Kindle devices loaded with two trading books. And, uh, you know, everybody's eligible to, uh, to win these. We're going to draw three winners and three runners-up. So we're going to spin this thing six times. And then you'll be notified. Uh, you, somebody from EdgeClear will reach out to arrange for delivery of this product. What a perfect gift to give away in a show like this. Um, so, Lance, you're going to see Morin and I spin the wheel. Everybody, we're going to spin the wheel. Uh, we'll be right back. While we're gone, put your questions or comments in chat because we're getting into those next. Streamline your trading setup with Edge Clear, the forward thinking broker for active traders. From our unbeatable service with an assigned broker to Edge Pro X, our robust and reliable trading platform, Edge Clear offers more than transparent fees and fair prices. Designed by traders for traders, we combine the best of technology, service, and risk control. Our dedicated brokers are here to help you grow. Join Edge Clear today and elevate your trading business. All right, everybody, remember, go to edgeclear.com slash deli every month to participate in the monthly giveaways. More and look at this wheel this month. I'm impressed with everybody out there trying to win something where you could go and read. And I mean, do people, <laughs> you know, it's it's funny. We talk about time. You know, for me, I'm trying to put more time in this year of reading. It's great to see so many people putting their name in there in the pile to win these uh, these ebooks and these Kindle Paperwhites. That's awesome. They're good traders. It's a free call option. So uh, nice trade, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. Let's see who's the winners, Morad. UT Trader. And one thing you should know, Lance, every month I'm always rooting for an Italian guy in there. It's, it's, I'm a little biased. So they're always going, come on, Morad, spin a wheel. Get and the embarrassing thing is he calls him out. He's like, oh, another fight <laughs> on. Come on, let's, let's go, uh, Cacciatore. <laughs> I feel it coming. I feel it. Blue Eye is our second winner. I actually watched that Pale Blue Eye on Netflix Saturday. It was pretty good. I did not see that ending coming. I don't know if you guys watched that movie. I've not seen it yet. It's pretty good. Third winner. Ooh, Scooter. Scooter. Been around a while. Scooter. Oh, man. I'm glad that you guys won. But we Another month without a Paisan, Morad. Maybe we'll have a backup. <laughs> I know. You got Morad, everyone's asking, what are the name of the books? Uh, well, we, we need to clear it with the authors first before we put them on there. Okay. Uh, but uh, but I have a couple in mind, Jared Tendler's being one of them. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Jared's a, a buddy of the show, of course. Yeah, he does great um, mindset work, performance work. I mean, his stuff's amazing. Yep. So what we're going to do, everybody, so that those are all of the um, all of the winners and the runners up. And once again, go to edgeclear.com slash deli. Learn more about what everyone's doing at EdgeClear and participate in these monthly giveaways that Morin and I do. Uh, and we're going to go back to Lance. And so the last one is Poland Springer. All right. So we're going to go back to Lance here. And, you know, Lance, one of the things I want to talk a little bit more about is feedback from the market because... When you are in a prop group, you're getting feedback from your prop firm. You're getting feedback from, you know, your your fellow traders, and you as a new trader, you have to get feedback from the market as well. Like, is the, what is the market telling you about your strategy? Um, I think that's so important to understand environment, which you've also discussed. Talk yep. to us a little bit more about feedback from the market. Yep. So, as as you and Mora touched on, 
feedback is one of actually the integral components of deliberate practice or trading with intention. And there's real research on this, which is part of what I was learning as far as deliberate practice. And the best type of feedback is when it's as close as possible to in the moment and when it's as detailed and as constructive as possible. And so one of the things that makes trading so ridiculously hard is your P&L isn't actually the best feedback out there, right? Because you can do an awful practice such as uh, disobeying your stop and the trade might work out in the end, right? And vice versa. Like it's similar to poker where you can have, you can lose with pocket aces and you can do everything right and still lose to two seven just because you get unlucky. So that's what makes unraveling these threads of did I do the right decision? Did I have the right stop? Did I have the right entry? Did I size it correctly? Was that a good loss? It makes that topic so, so complicated. And you can't always trust the PL. The PL over the long run, of course, is a great uh, indicator. But for any given trade, it's actually quite, quite useless. And so my challenge to the audience is to reflect on how can you all get um, the best feedback possible? Right. So PL is one thing, but is it possible for you all to get a mentor? Is it possible for you all to form a trading pod where you guys share daily reviews and give each other feedback? Um, is there someone that's one step higher than you um, in trading acumen that you can see? Am I putting on the same trades as them? And so people are asking, how did I teach myself to learn effectively and efficiently? What was my strategy for learning? One of the key things was to get as much feedback as, as I could. I was doing monthly or weekly reviews with, with other successful traders. I was doing uh, daily reviews with, with my trainer. Um, and, and really, you want to get um, feedback just as, as constructively and as close to, to real time as, as possible. And there's a lot of different methods to do that. Um, and I think that's like a really interesting question to think about is how can you, um, as an independent trader, simulate some of that and get that benefit? Yeah, Moran, I think we go back to you on this. I mean, I'd love for you just to continue that that conversation of what Lance is talking about. You know, when we went into the break here before we spun the wheel. It's one of the things that I thought about with Lance that I, I wanted to bring to the fore and he went right into it. And it's that... Lance very quickly went to the story about HR taking him and talking about how he's not kind of meeting the performance levels that they would expect, but they believe in him. And one of the key elements that you get in prop is that is the accountability portion. You know, at Convergent Trading, which is the uh, trader education arm of what I do, one of the key components of what's there is to to bring that to the at-home independent trader where you're you have an independent you have an accountability partner or partners and the goal and the imp best improvement we've seen is in those groups and the goal is to have a safe um, knowledgeable group of people that keep you in check that you just can't BS your way out of. Like you, they know what your approach is. They understand in general what your plan is. And you can come to them and say, man, I keep doing this stupid thing every day. And then they could just troubleshoot it with you. This is a, a huge part of my prop shop. Like we would huddle, look at why, why did Tyler over there make 13 grand today, his best day ever. But here's one of our experienced traders losing 26, his worst day ever, like on the same day in the same product. Such a good exercise. That's one of it, my favorite things. It's so good. Yeah, it really reveals that it's all like how you see the market, how you approach the market. Some traders that I've had bag it for the day, like pack it in for the day if their first trade was garbage. Like their first trade, they get in and they just botch the execution or they commit an error, that's it. They're done for the day. That's a level of discipline that they exercise. Having that accountability is important. One more thing. When we talk about prop and Lance is talking about prop, we're talking about proper prop, okay? There's a difference between prop and funding shops. Prop is where you're trading someone else's money and you don't pay to be a part of that. That's prop. You're in essentially investing the company's money, proprietary money. 
Funding is different. Funding is paying to be able to get money to trade or to get tra a trading account to trade. So I want to clarify that, that the prop we're talking about is not the prop that most people are talking about these days, which is just getting funded. There's, there, there isn't the accountability, uh, culpability that you have to the people funding you through a funding program. Yep. And I know some of the commenters are, are wondering, like, should one always go prop? Should one, is, is it worth pursuing that type of thing? And I don't think there's any right answer, but I think the bigger takeaway is that regardless of what you think is right for you, if you are staying independent, how can you emulate some of those best practices, right? How can you find your little group to do that review? And, and I think what you gave is such a great example where even if you have just a group of traders to review and say, what do we think guys? Like, do we think this was a good trade? Um, Annie Dukes of Thinking and Bets, she, she discusses how her, she had a little poker pod where at the end of each, each tournament, they would review the hands and as a group, they would say, do we think that was played properly regardless of the outcome? And I think that's such a great best practice is for people to find uh, others to do their daily reviews with and ask those things like, did we make the right decisions? Why or why not? Let's debate it. Did we size it right? What could we have done better? And I think there's also to some degree signal and PL, right? Not not necessarily, but it's worth exploring, right? Why is it that some months you get a trainee or a younger guy outperforming a more experienced person? Why did that more experienced person uh, lose money and this effectively the market charged them tuition for not making things more efficient? And why did the younger guy manage to extract? And so often figuring out what those best practices are or what, what those mistakes were, it's just so valuable. I love how you mentioned how in one month, a trader who is um, not as good, we'll say, as another trader and outperforms them, right? I mean, this is where FinTwit really gets really uh, very funny here, right? You know, because it's like, I love when people, this is why I don't post stuff out there, but I do do some videos and stuff. And it's like, oh, Anthony was wrong. <laughs> you know, it's like, dude, are you <laughs> kidding me? I'm wrong all the time. What do you want from me? You know, like, I'm not perfect. I admit it. You know, but it's like, oh, they were right and I was wrong. It, it doesn't work that way. You know, my, what I'm doing in my career and my timeline is totally different than what you're doing. And my environment may not be great right now. And your environment may be good. That's how this works. I, you know, to be consistent, and I'm uh, this is something I want to get to because we've gotten so many questions uh, today that I, I do want to get to all of them because we, uh, we stop at one o'clock um, Eastern is... Does, tr does success come truly just from being consistent or does it come from understanding when to really push, when not to push? Because I think consistency, people think, is making the same amount of money every day. And in my experience, and I want to see what you guys think about this, my, my consistency is I'm really good at laying off when I know I'm not that good and I will lose less. But when I am winning, I take as much as I possibly can. And it's just been, it's, I can't explain how different the end of the fourth quarter was for me to the beginning of, of January. I'm in a totally different mindset. The market was actually in some ways better for me in, in December. And then this month, which is technical setups has not been as good, but I've way outperformed, right? So I look at it and go, okay, my consistency comes from just almost knowing myself and the conditions versus knowing, just being consistent and making money. And maybe we just do that with you two guys and then we'll get to all of your questions. Please put them in chat. What maybe if we'll I start turn with you this first. whole thing on its head even real quick and, and reframe what being a consistent trader even is? Because yeah. if I were to ask the audience, do you want to be uh, this trader where let's say four out of five days you lose $20,000, but on one of the five days you make $400,000. You're not a consistent trader. Like, what do you mean? You're, you're losing 80% of the time. That's, that's not a consistent trader, but guess what? So why is it that we would all want to be that person? I'd be that person in two seconds. The, the answer is because the expected value is still so, 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 so great. So I think what people confuse is there's some traders where they can put up the single and put up 200 bucks every single day. There's some traders that are more variant, but I think the bigger question is, 
is can we redefine being a consistent trader as having a consistent process that allows you to achieve a positive, optimal, long-term expected value? And you're touching on that, Anthony, by you're saying like, look, there's some markets that requires me to lay off the gas. And that's actually me being my consistent, high expected value, long-term trader. And other markets require me to swing that home run bat. And so using those examples, all the time at SMB, we would see younger traders outperforming some of the top traders in the firm this past year because the younger guys were adapting more proactively because they didn't know any better and they 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 were just they weren't stubborn. Um, whereas some of the older guys were fighting it. And so I would argue that like a lot of trading is making those adaptations that just are giving you the right answer for the right market. And that's being consistent, applying that process at the right times, right places. Yeah. I think you said that perfectly more. What are your thoughts on that? I would narrow it down to, from my perspective to three pillars. The first pillar is knowing the market, knowing the subject matter, understanding when the market's in alignment and uh, you're, you're able to make something out of it when you have edge, so to speak. The second pillar is knowing yourself. Like, am I on edge today? Am I going to fight this today? Um, should I lay off? Should I not? That sort of thing you, you need. That's where the psychology part works. A lot of people spend a lot of time on the first pillar, just trying to be technical experts on the market. The third pillar is just as important to this three-legged stool, and that is the quantitative nature of the market, the random nature of the market, the reason that the beginner can have their best day ever and the more experienced guys just struggling all day long is the random distribution of outcomes in the market. This is something that people really have a hard time understanding because we deal with numbers and we are educated that mathematics are always absolute. And if you do A plus B plus C, you should always get D. That's not how the market works. So understanding the subject matter is important. Understanding yourself is very, very difficult. Takes a long time and investment in prop. If I take an investment in any of my prop guys, 80% of the time and or money is spent in that self in getting them to just change. And then the third part, which is often not spoken about, is the fact that it's all random. So all you can do is manage how much you're willing to pay in order to get that outcome. These three pieces have to work, have to be optimized in order to get results and get consistency, in my opinion. I love it. I appreciate both those answers from you guys. And I'm going to go to the questions now. We've got just over 10 minutes left. We've probably got over 20 questions uh, that I've collected throughout the show. You can continue to put them in there. We will try to get to all of them. Uh, one of the questions that I really liked is um, this one from Love Love and Peace. How do you distinguish between when it's your issue versus when it's the market? You know, And this is a question I've, I've been asked this a bunch of times over the years. I always say, if I'm going through a drawdown, I always say, is it me? Is it the environment? Is it my strategy, right? So is it me, the market environment, or my strategy? How do you identify that? Like I go back to December. December was me. You know, I'm drinking at night, playing poker. I get up <laughs> late. You know, I'm you know slinging S and P's like a genius. And, you know, and I'm getting whacked. So you understand that, but you pull back from it and you regroup. Lance, how do you determine this? Man, it is an extremely hard question, and this is actually going to be touched on on one of the videos I'm prepping right now because ultimately it's very, very nuanced and it's sometimes very hard to tell. So first I would ask myself, um, am I putting in the same process to begin with, right? Or am I staying up late night, drinking, all that stuff? So first of all, is the process being consistent? Um, then I would see one of the biggest questions, first of all, is like, if you're losing money, you need to ask why. Is the market trying to tell you a signal? So one thing that's common for me, knowing myself as a trader, is sometimes if I'm ever fighting trends, I tend to be losing. If um, you're selective, so one thing people will say that I've mentored is they'll be like, oh, but I've been super selective. I'm only taking good setups. They're all positive EV setups. If you're taking 
40 trades over the course of a week and you're losing in 35 of them, they're not high probability positive setups. I hate to break it to you. And so then if you're actually following your system that's worked in the past, that's where you start to say like, okay, like I took the right entry. I had this trade, this setup met the characteristics I looked for, but it didn't work. So maybe then it's the market, right? So is my process the same? Am I putting in the same inputs? Am I trading the actual strategies as they've worked in the past? And am I not, I guess, loosening my lens for that setup? If all of those are check, check, then guess what? It means it probably might be the market and it might just be time to take the foot off the gas on that strategy. But one important thing is I would say at the end of the day, if you're negative, it's always in some form you. Always take full accountability. And what I mean by that is, yeah, it might be the strategy might not be working. That's the market's fault, but it's your job to recognize that and make that adaptation. And so, so many people last year said, oh, like, you know, tough market, the market sucks. Yeah, everyone's struggling. Well, guess what? Most people struggled, but most people also weren't adapting and making the changes they needed to be. And just because most people are doing that, guess what? If everyone doesn't make it, in the next three, four, five years. I don't want to be most people. I don't, I don't care what happens to most people. I need to, to be like on the other side of that curve. So I, I could care less. I know that I need to make those changes and I need to do whatever the market's requesting me to do in that setting. You know, and like one analogy I came up with this year was like the Bruce Lee philosophy of be like water. When the market is aggressive and volatile and flying all over the place, it's our job to match it and be aggressive. But guess what? When things are, are quieter, aren't working as well, volatility is compressed, the moves are compressed, breakouts aren't going, it's less volatile. It's our job to adapt and match that as well. And like, so that is on you if you're not making those adaptations. Yeah. And I think it's just so hard for so many, you know, newer traders because they have so many needs and wants that get in front of the way, get in the way of what's really happening. I mean, I know because I've been there and I've done it. Um, Morad, I'm going to go to you next. I'm not going to spend, I'm going to give each one of you one question each. Cause like I said, there's over 20 of them sure. and, and I'm not going to get to all of them. Um, but I'm going to get to the ones I think really are pertaining to today's conversation. And, and this is a really good one. I think, I think they're all good. Um, local man. Uh, he's got the Trump with the laser eyes in there. <laughs> <laughs> he just tilted big... like, you know, f f like half the world on seven different subjects. Crypto, <laughs> non-crypto, public. I know. Uh... It's, it's, it's like, I don't, I don't know where we were going with this. Half but... the audience okay. just unsubscribed. Yeah. So what's a good technique for overcoming what I call post-traumatic trader disorder, where you have been burned in the past and now lack confidence moving forward despite having a good strategy? It's a great question. So if you have a good strategy and you have post-traumatic trader disorder, that's a new one for me. <laughs> um, the first, the way to short circuit a, a negative streak, uh, the problem with the negative streak is you lose money, but money's won and lost all the time. The problem with a losing streak is the emotional capital debit that you take that's that's really valuable you know you it's hard to be a, a trader that executes perfectly while there's fear there's a, there's double checking there's this doubt out there's that and so the first thing you want to do is take a break just stop nature works in streaks you know i've got a winning streak not a single losing day in 60 days 60 trading sessions and then I can't put I can't rub two pennies and, and and make money in this thing at all no matter what what I do so the best thing to do is to stop now there's a contradiction here because if you have a good strategy and you're still getting post traumatic trader disorder then the problem is you <laughs> it's execution there's, you got to go back and make sure that you actually have a good process for identifying the trades within your strategy and executing and managing them properly, properly without errors. But the first thing you got to do whenever there's a, a bad streak or whatever is don't be afraid to take time off. It's horribly underrated in trading to take time off. You got to just stop. We'll walk away. Take a couple of days off, a long weekend, whatever. Yeah, speaking of days off, I can't wait to go to Lance's cabin. This is an in, uh, I know I haven't been invited yet, but Lance, listen, I've got to go check out that cabin. You are cabin. now, we're family. Yeah, we're family now. That's we're going to make a nice Sunday Italian dinner together and it's going to be great. 
Yeah, baby. All right. So, all right. Um, I actually, because we don't have Lance every month, Morad, I'm going to go to the next two questions to you, Lance, and then go I'm going to end on what I think is a really good question for for everybody, all three of us. Um, let's go to this one first for Lance. Uh, Aaron Formella. He's a Paisan, possibly more. And I think maybe a little, <laughs> little, little, uh, I picked him first. So, Formella. <laughs> Lance. How did you teach yourself to learn effectively and efficiently? What was your strategy for learning? Yeah, and I, so I saw a couple other questions like this, like how, how does one trade with intention? And there's many ways. Some people uh, trade replays, right? Like uh, where you re retrade the day, that's one way. Doing a daily report card so that you're intentionally reviewing your day and especially if at the beginning of each day you decide on that daily report card, what is my one goal for this day? That is trading with intention. You know what you're going to work on. Regardless of my P&L, red or green, if I just said I'm going to work on my overclicking, boom, I'm going to grade my day based on that. Um, the other thing is having goals, monthly goals. So you know what am I trying to achieve and what am I trying to work towards in this current moment? So as long as you're trying to move forward and show forward momentum on some aspect, that's really what we're looking for. So let me go back here. So let me go to the next question. Oh, I say this is a good one. Um, Peter Rudd. Lance recently suggested and number one goal for 23 is to find your pod. If it makes two years with prop shop resources, is it worth trying to make it independent or just try to go with a prop? Yep. And, and so I think that just goes back to, are you able to simulate some of those resources on your own? And if not, because I think the three of us would agree, if you're trying to make it in this game without any form of mentorship or any form of feedback besides green or red on the screen, you're just never going to do it. The odds are too, too, too low. I think the odds of success with no coaching and no instruction is, is probably under one in a couple hundred. Um, but there's amazing online resources right now. There's amazing virtual resources. There's amazing chat groups. There's um, so many different things in this virtual world. So um, it's it's really a personal decision based on what you can do, but ultimately finding the best environment for you. Last question for Lance, and then I have one for all three of us. Lance, you're a champ, dude. Thank you so much, man. Love I it. know we got a lot of questions for you today. And this one's from Vivian B., how did they detach the need to make money to focus on process? You take your life savings and you build a bonfire. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the, the best way I think is ultimately to do what I can, what I call the bobblehead concept. And what this is called is you imagine a chart of your expected value each day and your sole goal is to improve yourself and your process and your trading so that your expected value each day inches up, inches up, inches up. As long as you focus on that process and getting that little bit better each day, everything else will take care of itself. It is a mathematical certainty that if every single day your expected value is getting higher and higher um, and you stick around for the long run, you will have immense success. And um, so I would just say the more you can focus on, am I getting better? Is my expected value improving each day and less about the money? It will all come in that method. Great questions, everybody. Uh, and I appreciate the answers from both Lance and Mora. This is a question for all of us as we close out for today. And this is from Mo. If each of you guys were to go back in the beginning of your trading journey, how did it feel when you guys started to see consistency in both process and outcome? I'll go first and then we'll go around the table to Morad. You know, for me, Mo, when I started to see consistency in my process, it gave me the confidence to know that my homework was right. It gave me the confidence to know that, okay, the time I was putting in, I was actually starting to see the results. It wasn't necessarily that the um, the money was coming in, but I was like, I felt like I had a stronger hand in the market each and every day. So I didn't feel like I was just hanging on by a thread. I felt like, okay, 
I am now starting to understand different environments. I'm understanding how to be the best executor of this strategy. There's times where I would be like, okay, I know this is just not a good trade because this setup, although I like it, the way this environment is, whether it's a Fed day, CPI or something, I would trade it smaller and I just became a better executor of it. And so it just ended up building confidence and knowing that the time I put in actually started to um, really help me feel like I had a stronger hand in the market. Maura, we'll go to you. Uh, many of you have heard the story uh, about trying to figure out trading and running out of money with a newborn. And for me, it got to a point where it really, I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't allow myself to care too much about what the dollars were. I had to, I had to just do, do what I needed to do so that if I failed, I knew that I gave it everything I had. And then very quickly, that's when I started to see the turn. I almost started to do the opposite of what I would normally do. So the problem with this is it's not like there's a switch that flips and then boom, consistency every day. It's that you will, you will get something, you'll get some results. You'll get like a little spark and then it'll dim away and you'll kind of need to chase why that happened for that day. And then that spark simply starts to happen more often. And then there's a point where you come in and say, I don't know what I'm going to make today or lose. I just know that I'm going to do this right. And it just becomes a non-question that I'm going to do what I need to do to win today or to walk away with the minimal amount of damage. I think that's the key is to just, it just gets boring after a while. It gets mundane it's not as uh, it's not like gambling at the table or something it just becomes like this true job that's what i remember the most lance why with you today yep and so i love hearing both of your examples and i think i just remember i was struggling so hard and it was so frustrating it was so emotional it was so um defeating, but I just kept trusting in the process. And in the back of my head, even though it seemed like a ludicrous claim, I told myself going on the weekend, every every Sunday you put in a couple hours, every, every time you stay late, it might look like you're losing money and you have negative expected value, but I knew that was putting cash in my pocket in the long run. I knew that was moving up my expected value. And I just imagined Lance, if you go on that Sunday, you're making yourself 500 bucks. You're making yourself a thousand bucks, even though the PL wasn't there. And sure enough, there's no magic moment, but you make one marginally better decision. You capture one more easy trade. You avoid one more bad one. And your PL just doesn't skip overnight, but the bleeding starts to plateau. And then it starts to go up a little bit. And once I started to gain traction, it was this amazing positive feedback loop. And the one beauty of consistency and daily positive PL is that you start to see that. And once you see that your inputs are leading to positive outputs, and eventually that will translate to PL and money, it was the most powerful effect in the world for me because I knew if I have positive expected value, scaling is easy. Adding size is going to be so much easier if I have that base. And then the sky was the limit. And for me, it was just the most incredible feeling of just knowing all that work, walking down that dark tunnel with no light at the end of it. Like, okay, now, now we're outside the tunnel and it's game time. Exactly. You know, and, you know, just to kind of just close it out today, everybody, you know, it's, it's to become consistent. We talked about so much with process, talked about rhythm. Um, investment in time. And these things are just all so important. And I'm glad we actually were able to define consistency as well, right, Lance? Because it's not like ever, I think so many people think, oh, I just need to make money, a little bit of money every day. And you realize that there's different ways to be consistent. Um, so I appreciate you guys so much. Everybody that tuned in today, you guys are awesome. Uh, we always love hearing from you here on the Futures Radio Show podcast. Your questions make this show. Um, you guys tuning in make this show. So we really appreciate that. And Lance, I know you've got some things coming up. Um, you talked about some videos. Where can people go to learn more about you? Sure. You can follow me on Twitter at the one Lance B, all spelled out. And that's where I post everything from all free trading videos. Nothing I do is ever paid. I'm never asking for a dime. I share stuff about my nonprofit and uh, 
try and help out as many people as I can and appreciate uh, this wonderful discussion. Uh, Morad and, and Anthony, it's, it's been great to be here. Follow this man. He's a rock star, way underfollowed on Twitter, and he's doing great things, not only for traders, but he's helping people out there in the real world, and that's that's big. Uh, Morad, as usual, you and I do this every month. Always great to see you. We talked about some new things that EdgeClear is offering. Maybe do a quick plug of them. I put the link in the chat for everybody to go and check out. Um, and also, uh, I'll have that also in the description. Yeah, so uh, the... The introductory offer we're pushing out is uh, 59 cents, uh, 59 cent fees, uh, which is the lowest we offer. You'd have to normally be a high volume trader to get that. Um, just go to myed.ge, myed.ge forward slash deli 59 to get that deal. Um, we also are a launch partner with uh, Sierra and uh, we offer Sierra Teton uh, for $100 accounts. And of course, I invite anybody that uh, has um, decent funding and wants to diversify their own trading to check out EdgeQX. This is a day trading system that uh, is audited, is transparent, and you can uh, check that out at edgeqx.com. All right, everybody, make sure you go and check out all the stuff. Follow these guys on Twitter. They're just two of the best out there. Thank you, Lance and FT71 Moreds. Always great to speak with you guys. And Lance, I look forward to my invitation out there. We'll have meatballs, wine. We'll be out there in the <laughs> you snow. You guys pick the day. I'd love it. It'll be a blast. The <laughs> summer, the there's jet skiing, there's boating, whenever. My, my home is your home. That's Very awesome, cool. man. All right, everybody, I'll see you guys next week. See ya. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Futures Radio Show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star review on iTunes. Never miss an episode. Go to anthonycrudelli.com and get on our email list for show notifications and for free content that is exclusively for subscribers. Also on anthonycrudelli.com, you will find tons of videos and education on trading futures, options, and crypto. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Opinions expressed are solely my own and my guests, and they do not express the views or opinions of my sponsors. Future's radio show is produced by Crudelli Productions.